Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 14. Arise, arise and shine, on thee hath dawned the day. God is thy sun and Christ thy light, be thou a steadfast ray. Hymn number 14. Scriptural will be given by Wendy from Georgia. First Peter, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherefore, gird up the ones of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, 
Be ye holy, for I am holy. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you, if ye be followers of that which is good? But and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 175. Lo, he sent his word and healed them. Still that word of God is here. Still, its tender healing message speaks to every listening ear. 
truth divine that overcometh all the ills that seem to be in our hearts thy word abiding we may know thee and be free hymn number 175 Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion. 
And I don't know how they keep getting better, but we had a really good one this morning. So if you, if you did miss it, you can catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. You can also uh, catch it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school every Sunday that meets at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number. And we'd love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. And we have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery for all of our meetings and services uh, for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. And we have been busy printing and mailing. I'm not sure when we did this, but we printed the latest copy of Forum Highlights and put them in the mail a few days ago. So you should have received them by now if you subscribe. Um, this coming Saturday will be our next Bible study session. So check our website for Bible study questions. And please join us, 10 a.m. Saturday, April 17, for a lively session. We have about a dozen different websites, most in languages other than English. We are trying to spread the Word of God to as many people as possible around the world. We also have many different YouTube channels, again, in many different foreign languages. We found that a lot of people are finding us through YouTube. And I'm happy to announce that we, we have 36 subscribers to our Urdu YouTube channel. And that keeps growing. One of the articles that uh, I really enjoyed reading that's featured on our English website is an article by Herbert Eustace entitled, What Constitutes Being Awake to Evil's Claims? Good article, eye-opening article by Herbert Eustace. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from miscellaneous writings, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Debbie from Illinois. I have been an interested reader of the journal for some time and thought I would contribute my might by giving one of my latest demonstrations in Christian science. An accident occurred as follows. Officers, while hunting for a criminal in thick underbrush, fired upon each other through mistake, and it was found that one was shot six times. Two of the bullets passing through the abdomen and one through the hips. 
two physicians were, who examined him had no hope. He asked me to help him, and I took the case. Relief came almost instantly. I treated him for eight days. The fifth, I heard one of three physicians who held a private consultation over my patient ask him this question. Mr. F., have you not got one bit of pain? I was rewarded by hearing him answer, no, sir, not the least bit. No one else seemed to have any hope for him, but I held firmly to the thought that God is an ever-present help, never doubting, and Christian science has again won a victory. Many people call it a miracle, and it has set them to thinking. The harvest is now ripe and ready for the reaper. I wish some good Christian science teacher would come and help us. I can help in my own way, but I am not advanced enough to lead and teach others. I have only studied science and health a little over a year and have not been through a class yet. S.G. Schroyer, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page four of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, are sin, disease, and death real? The golden text is from Psalms. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. The responsive reading is from Psalms. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Craig will now read. The Bible, Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, 
male and female, created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Psalms He that is our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belong the issues from death. John Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and rode on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Romans let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. John And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, 
this man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. Matthew. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Acts And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And believers were the more added to the, to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and on couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him, and embracing him said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. And when he therefore was come up again, and had broken bread, and eaten, and talked a long while, even till the break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive, and were not a little comforted. 
Why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that God should raise the dead? Luke. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. All that is made is the work of God, and all is good. Deity was satisfied with his work. How could he be otherwise, since the spiritual creation was the outgrowth, the emanation of his infinite self-containment and immortal wisdom? Everything good or worthy, God made. Whatever is valueless or baneful, he did not make. Hence, it's unreality. In the science of Genesis, we read that he saw everything which he had made, and behold, it was very good. The corporeal senses declare otherwise. And if we give the same heed to the history of error as to the records of truth, the scriptural record of sin and death favors the false conclusion of the material senses. Sin, sickness, and death must be deemed as devoid of reality as they are of good, God. Sickness, sin, and death, being inharmonious, do not originate in God, nor belong to his government. His law, rightly understood, destroys them. Jesus furnished proofs of these statements. The physical healing of Christian science results now, as in Jesus' time, from the operation of divine principle, before which sin and disease lose their reality in human consciousness and disappear as naturally and as necessarily as darkness gives place to light and sin to reformation. Now, as then, these mighty works are not supernatural, but supremely natural. They are the sign of Emmanuel, or God with us, a divine influence ever-present in human consciousness and repeating itself, coming now as was promised aforetime, to preach deliverance to the captives of sense and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Instead of God sending sickness and death, he destroys them and brings to light immortality. Omnipotent and infinite mind made all and includes all. This mind does not make mistakes and subsequently correct them. God does not cause man to sin, to be sick, or to die. It is impossible 
that man should lose aught that is real, when God is all and eternally his. The notion that mind is in matter, and that the so-called pleasures and pains, the birth, sin, sickness, and death of matter are real, is a mortal belief, and this belief is all that will ever be lost. The science of being reveals man as perfect, even as the Father is perfect, because the soul or mind of the spiritual man is God, the divine principle of all being. And because this real man is governed by soul instead of sense, by the law of spirit, not by the so-called laws of matter. Evil is not supreme. Good is not helpless. Nor are the so-called laws of matter primary and the law of spirit secondary. Without this lesson, we lose sight of the perfect father or the divine principle of man. Jesus never spoke of disease as dangerous or as difficult to heal. When his students brought to him a case they had failed to heal, he said to them, O faithless generation, implying that the requisite power to heal was in mind. He prescribed no drugs, urged no obedience to material laws, but acted in direct disobedience to them. Jesus beheld in science the perfect man who appeared to him where sinning mortal man appears to mortals. In this perfect man, the Savior saw God's own likeness, and this correct view of man healed the sick. Divine truth life, and love gave Jesus authority over sin, sickness, and death. His mission was to reveal the science of celestial being, to prove what God is and what he does for man. Our Master taught no mere theory, doctrine, or belief. It was the divine principle of all real being which he taught and practiced. You hold yourself superior to sin because God made you superior to it and governs man is true wisdom. To fear sin is to misunderstand the power of love and the divine science of being in man's relation to God. To doubt his government and distrust his omnipotent care. To hold yourself superior to sickness and death is equally wise and is in accordance with divine science. To fear them is impossible when you fully apprehend God and know that they are no part of his creation. Our master cast out devils, evils, and healed the sick. It should be said of his followers also that they cast fear and all evil out of themselves and others and heal the sick.
God will heal the sick through man whenever man is governed by God. Truth casts out error now as surely as it did 19 centuries ago. If sickness is true, or the idea of truth, you cannot destroy sickness, and it would be absurd to try. Then classify sickness and error as our master did when he spoke of the sick whom Satan hath bound, and find a sovereign antidote for error in the life-giving power of truth acting on human belief, a power which opens the prison doors to such as are bound and sets the captive free physically and morally. When the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and His idea. Allow nothing but His likeness to abide in your thought. Instead of blind and calm submission to the incipient or advanced stages of disease, rise in rebellion against them. Suffer no claim of sin or of sickness to grow upon the thought. Dismiss it with an abiding conviction that it is illegitimate. Because you know that God is no more the author of sickness than he is of sin. You have no law of his to support the necessity either of sin or sickness. But you have divine authority for denying that necessity and healing the sick. Mind is the master of the corporeal senses and can conquer sickness, sin, and death. Exercise this God-given authority. Take possession of your body and govern its feeling and action. Rise in the strength of spirit to resist all that is unlike good. God has made man capable of this, and nothing can vitiate the ability and power divinely bestowed on man. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 343. Thou art the way, to thee alone from sin and death we flee, and he who would the Father seek must seek him, Lord, by thee. Hymn number 343.
Let's now sing hymn number 164. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Hymn number 164.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, by all means. The Lord be with you all. Amen. Amen.